The following presentation was recorded at the Newbury Buddhist Monastery, Victoria, Australia. Please visit our website at nbm.org.au. So, very good evening for the Monday meditation, the BSV Monday meditation here from uh, Newbury Buddhist Monastery. I was just reflecting, this is actually my first meditation that I'm uh, giving from here, I think. And I also realized that for the people who uh, listened to the Sunday talk yesterday, that I haven't really introduced myself. So my name is Bhante Bodhidharma, and I came to Newbury Buddhist Monastery in 2015 for the first time. One of my friends took me on a little tour of Australia, so he um, got a little camper van and started over in Sydney, and then drove all around Australia, and I told him, uh, I'll come with you, but just for a short trip, not for the whole trip. So he took me um, all the way down to Melbourne, and I ended up here in Newbury because I heard that there is a new monastery. So I came here to check it out for a few days and then flew back to uh, Western Australia uh, to Bodhnyana Buddhist Monastery where I ordained quite a while ago, actually. I was reflecting it's the first day of the rains retreat, 2020. And this is my ninth rains retreat, my ninth vasa as a fully ordained bhikkhu. Yes. I also think that most of the people, because I have been coming and going um, here uh, in Melbourne for a few years now, might, uh, might know me. But the people who don't, they have a little introduction here um, tonight. So for um, the meditation, I was reading through a few suttas to prepare for the Sunday talk. And one of the suttas that I used was the sutta about the tree that falls into the direction when it is cut, uh, that it is actually leaning towards. And I used that to um, show you that when we have a virtuous behavior, that we are leaning in that direction already. So that means that when we pass away, that we will be falling into that direction. But the sutta itself, that specific one, uh, which is some Yutanikaya 45, 152, doesn't really talk about sila. But there is many, many suttas that are uh, in um, this kind of collection in the linked discourses there that also talk about sila as being the foundation. But what I wanted to stress is they're talking about a practitioner here, about a monk in this case, um, who is practicing the Eightfold Path. But then at the end of the Eightfold Path, it states, or it goes as follows. So those eight factors of the Eightfold Path, which rely on seclusion, on fading away, on cessation, and ripen as letting go. So they rely on those things. Uh, that's Ajahn Suchato's translation. If you look at Bhikkhu Bodhi's translation, he says they are based on. But basically, that's, this is just telling us that these come along with the Eightfold Path and are important. In Pali, the terms are viveka, so that's seclusion, viraga, which is fading away, or sometimes uh, it's also um, translated as dispassion. Then we have niroda, which is the cessation, and then we have vosaga, which is the letting go or the abandoning of something. So when I was thinking about the meditation um, or just the whole rains retreat situation recently when I was sitting in my hut, I was thinking that in our lives we often try to fill like the spare time or we kill the time, or we, we fill our lives and our bodies and our brains with so many things. But instead, with meditation, we are actually trying to fill our minds and our hearts with emptiness. It's almost a little bit like a koan. 
but instead of um, thinking about this conundrum too much, I thought that these kind of four words fitted into that space very, very nicely. So we search for seclusion, and that's what the monastics here and also the lay people who are staying here for the rains will be searching for, to get away from things. And here in Newbury, it's just so beautiful. They have built these huts. So we are little happy hermits in our huts now, in our warm uh, purpose-built huts, so that we can seclude, that we can find the way back home, and that we can stay there. So then the emptiness will start to grow and will start to fill us up. And that's what is happening there when we look at those words. When we stay there long enough, then things are starting to fade away. And that's what happens in meditation. Then they will start, after fading away, to actually cease, to disappear altogether. And that's when they are starting, starting to ripen as letting go. And letting go is what we are cultivating in uh, meditation. But even if we are not meditating, I've been sitting in my hut for the last couple of days sometimes, and instead of picking something up, instead of starting to think about something or starting to work on something, just to try and empty out. And the emptying out can just happen by sitting and observing, by sitting and being aware. Instead of having the mind going out into the world, secluding it inside, but still allowing it to perceive and to receive whatever is happening out there. So the wildlife is just so beautiful here. The weather, the trees, the wind, all those things that are actually happening in the present moment. And when we are just sitting there, emptying out, then things start to fade away. And that's what we are also practicing in meditation. Another simile that came to mind was it's a little bit like a jungle that we find ourselves in um, during the day-to-day -day, um, activities. And we can kind of get caught up in this jungle and it's very thick and dense and noisy very often as well. And there's just so much stuff happening. So what we are trying to find is a clearing in that jungle and to retrieve to that clearing where we can just rest, sit down, lie down. And if it's nighttime, just lie on our backs, look up into space and just see the stars, the light of the stars that has come from such a long time ago. But we are receiving it now in the present moment and we can sit there just in awe watching this. And then if we do that, we will realize that the mind will start to settle quite automatically. And then the fading away will start to happen quite automatically as well. And people often get so confused about what emptiness is. Well, it's nothing. <laughs> but one way of describing emptiness, and as the Buddha described it in uh, one of the suttas as well, um, that it, I think it's, it ha even has the word sunyata in the sutta, but I don't know exactly where it is found. But he describes emptiness as the absence of things as the absence of elephants and people and noise and this and that. That's when things start to fade away and then hopefully they will be able to even cease. So it becomes very still, very peaceful. Okay, that is a little introduction. The people who uh, have listened to some of my talks know that I like kind of pictures and I liked also to show uh, a few um, um, PowerPoint presentations during my talks because pictures, I, I seem to be thinking in pictures, <laughs> I seem to be um, enjoying pictures because they kind of carry uh, an emotion for me and when I start to bring these things up in my mind 
they um, kind of guide my mind in that direction. And I hope that some of the things that I've been saying have already guided your minds, prepared your minds slowly, slowly for the process of meditation that we are going to embark on together very, very soon. Okay, so that uh, are some reflections for you or some input. Let's now find our seat. Let's see that we can fall back on our bodies, find this viveka that I was talking about, find this seclusion. First of all, by making sure that we are in a comfortable position here. So please feel free to find your seat, <clears throat> find a chair, sit down on your cushion if you haven't done that already, or even lie down if that's the way you're meditating. And even if you have been in that position for a while now and listening to me, see if you can let your eyes gently close. And one thing which comes to mind now, so I say it before we, we get into the meditation, there is an opportunity for you to ask questions when we finish the meditation. So feel free to ask those questions and I'll try to answer them as well as I can after we have meditated together for maybe roughly 40-45 minutes. Let's see um, how we go tonight. Okay, so with our eyes closed, let's maybe just take a few deep breaths in the beginning together here, because that's one way of calming down our nervous system, telling our nervous system it's safe and we can relax now. So if you wish, you can Breathe in through your nose, maybe a bit more deep than usual, and then breathe out through your mouth. Let all the air come out of your lungs. In through the nose and out through the mouth. And then, after having taken a few deep breaths, you can let your breath go back to normal. And then let's spend the first couple of minutes with this body of ours. See whatever sensations are going on in your body right now in the present moment. As I said before, just as I was sitting in my hut, watching the weather and the animals, just observe, receive whatever sensations are happening in your body.
See if you can just silently listen to what's going on. and withdrawing from the world out there. If you have a commentator inside of you commentating about what's happening in your body, see if you can just feel what's happening. How does it feel to have a body? How do you know you have a body? And then you might just gently ask your body, is there anything I can do for your body? To make you feel more at ease, to make you feel relaxed right now. Any moving or adjusting, scratching or coughing. Now is the time to do that if your body asks for it. And you might even notice that by paying attention to this body of ours and by being kind to it, it relaxes. Let us now pay attention to a few parts of the body that very often have a bit of discomfort or tension. Let's see how our eyes feel. And let's see if we can loosen all the muscles around the eyes. 
In meditation, we're not looking with our eyes, but with our minds. So the eyes are without a job. They can just relax. And so too with our mouths. I have to do a bit of talking, but you don't have to, so you can relax all the muscles around your mouth and in your jaw. And just let it hang loose. as well as all the other areas in your face, your cheeks, your forehead. Let it be at ease. Let it do its thing. What I like to do with my spine is usually moving down the spine slowly and steadily, vertebra by vertebra, feeling into it and letting it relax. And the gentle, slow movement down the spine gives me a place to settle my mindfulness on and focus my kindness towards. And I can even feel sometimes warmth or the relaxation slowly flowing down my spine. Staying with this gentle flow movement down the entire spine. Maybe you're also around the middle of the back now. Going down, down, down. the lower part of the back.
all the way down until you reach your pelvis, your hips, And you can let that movement just flow into the ground. Or into your chair or onto your bed. Then let's have this mindful, kindful, warm energy flow over our necks on the right and on the left. And then over our shoulders. Just receiving what's happening there. And letting it all loosen. And then let it flow into your arms. And as with the spine, slowly down, both arms on the left and the right. If we happen to get pulled away, no problem. Find your way back into seclusion in your body. And carry on following the movement down your arms. into your elbows, and again down, down, down towards your hands.
See if you can feel the wave of warmth and relaxation moving. into your hands all the way into the fingers, all the way to the fingertips. And then let's do the same thing for our legs. Starting from our hips. Gathering your focus. Which basically just means putting your mind in that area of the body and then opening up and listening, not trying to focus in on something which is outside, but opening yourself up to receive what is there. Allowing it to be, giving it space, and thereby letting it relax. Let's see if you can have a wave here as well, moving down your legs on the right and on the left. Maybe you can even feel some tingling moving down your upper legs or some warmth or just relaxation. Most likely you have reached or will be reaching your knees soon. And then moving further down.
staying open and interested in the movement and whatever is happening in that part of the body. until you finally reach the feet. The soles and the backs of the feet. And each individual toe eventually. And hopefully by now you have this beautifully tingling, warm mass of a body, which feels very different than your body felt when we started. And let's see if we can give awareness and kindness to this body from the inside out. Choose whatever you feel is the center of your body. And then let your Awareness and kindness radiate out in all directions. Filling your body with relaxation. with the absence of problems, of tension. With emptiness. See if you can have this energy of kindness radiate out into space. as you are doing that, have your body fade into the background, fade away.
When you become aware of thoughts or emotions in your mental world, let them be also filled with this same energy of kindness and warmth and relaxation. so that they can too fade away become less and less dense more and more transparent. Until they're hardly there. And in this vast space that has hopefully opened up for you, you might be aware of the breath blowing in and blowing out like a gentle breeze. Like a wind going through the leaves of a tree. I'll let you carry on with your own meditation now from this point. And I'll guide you out again of the meditation later. Please enjoy the spaciousness the relaxation the stillness and peace
And as we are slowly, slowly emerging on the other side of this meditation, you can let your body be filled with your awareness again. see how it feels. What is different now? Is it nice and relaxed? And even if it's not, I hope your mind can hold it in, an, in, a, in a relaxed manner. in a calm and kind manner. So you don't add to whatever is there. Don't make more out of it. Filling it with emptiness. Not stories. noise, just listening to it, caring for it. And then if you wish, you can wiggle your toes and your fingers so you can get back in touch with your body. And I'll be ringing the gong three times for us to come out. this meditation, see if you can listen to it until the third gong fades away, so without rushing back into this world.
then we can gently also open our eyes now and see if we can listen with our eyes as we listened before instead of getting pulled out into the world or trying to search for things out in the world just receiving what is out there as it were, as I said, listening with our eyes and then we will be also listening with our ears to the questions that we have apparently if you wish to ask one you can still ask it on the live chat but we already have one please yes Pante the question is can emptiness be experienced if experienced via thought obviously it is not as empty as that thought exists please explain <laughs> yes emptiness is when thought disappears <laughs> but of course what can be experienced is the fading away the process of when things become less and less and less and there will be a bit of a movement of the mind of course at that stage still which is aware of things fading away fading away fading away but uh, it's like when you are very focused in your car and you have the music on and you're driving along and you are so focused on what is happening uh, while driving that you realize after the fact that you haven't heard the music for a certain period of time but it's kind of something which happens retrospectively if something has really 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 disappeared one of the problems is with emptiness uh, as guiding one of those um, uh, weekend retreats and uh, someone referred to Ajahn Brahm giving a talk about emptiness and, and about describing it as the absence of things and he was saying well that, that's a bit simplistic <laughs> so the story I shared with him that I think pointed to the fact what emptiness really meant is the beautiful story that he tells of one of the um, enlightened masters in, in Thailand. Uh, he went to, to visit um, this Ajahn. Uh, his name escapes me now. <laughs> My brain is empty of his name. Um, uh, the Mekong River, he lived at the side of the Mekong River and Ajahn Brahm was on Tudong and he made his way to his monastery and very famous monk so he was excited to go and see him and he said he came into his presence he came into this room which was a beautiful big mansion that was built specifically for him to live in and he came in and he saw this little person sitting at a window looking out on the river Mekong and he said it was almost like there was no one there and he came into the presence of um, this Ajahn and he previously had all these questions in his mind that he wanted to ask but when he was in the presence of this beautiful monk radiating kindness into this world all his questions vanished all his questions disappeared and he just wanted to be in the presence of this being and that points to the emptiness of the mind as well <laughs> that doesn't have any questions anymore that is so much in the present moment right there that there is no space for thought there is only space for listening for being, for receiving. <laughs> <laughs>
And if that happens very, very, very deeply, then it goes all the way to the point where also the listening disappears. When the listening is listening to stillness, when there is no object to be perceived, that's when the perceiver starts to fade away. Emptiness. I hope that um, helps <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it will. It might might make you more, <laughs> more, more agitated or have more questions. Anyway, that's what I have to offer. <laughs> Do we have anything else? There's no more question okay. from the audience. That's it. There. Emptiness, absence of questions. So thanks very much for joining us for this guided meditation today. Hopefully you can remember in your day-to-day -day life, especially one of our AV uh, team member was saying recently that he feels there is not just five hindrances, there is six hindrances, and the sixth hindrance is the internet, or are our devices, is all the stuff out there that is trying to snatch away our awareness. But what it actually does, it sucks us dry. The energy is going out. And what happens when we are really still, when we're really just listening, that's when the energy starts to flow back. So if you have a free moment out there, please don't fill it with junk this and junk that. See if you can fill it with emptiness. Okay, so have a lovely night. And may you all be happy and well.